Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction. The podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. Believe. Written by J.A. Bryden. Performed by amateur Peter Griffin. <laughs> Let's wait and see. Let's give it a while. Perfection can wait while the MCU stinks. Hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Are you going to drop the rock or not? Come on, Mike, he's not very good right now. Enjoying everything almost that he does. We love the 80s, so you know it's not going to suck. Letting his wife play any role she wants. You know we'll all enjoy that. (laughs) Picking the best, but leaving the worst. Bringing the joy and bringing the hurt. All I can say as a grown man, I cried when the tree died. (laughs) Believe in gun. I want to believe in James Gunn. Am I gonna believe forever? Forever. Forever. Believe in Gunn. Am I want to believe in Gunn? Am I going to believe forever? Forever. Batman forever. <laughs> Welcome everyone to stories, true and the fictional. Now I just want to go forever gun. I want to be forever gun. Well, wow. I am one of your hosts, Chris Buck. I am, of course, enjoyed by the illustrious J.A. Ryden. Well done, sir. What an, what an inspiring inspirational message you wanted you singing to us all it's like i wrote it myself um it's gonna be in my head all day (laughs) (laughs) are we going to believe forever jamie we'll see well we just sung a parody and parodies are my fat one of my favorite things whether it be (laughs) weird al yankovic or or bo what's his name bo durnham Oh um, uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, parodies are my thing. Um, so if you didn't sing me that song, I'd probably be like 50-50, but now I'm like, I wanna believe <laughs> James Jam. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's all about belief. Speaking of belief, we're of course joined by wrestling's number one expert commentator and planner of matches. RD Hague, how are you going, sir? Now, uh, let's just let's let's not let's not pussyfoot around. Let's jump straight in. You were not thrilled with the results, were you, for the elimination chamber? Look, I honestly think uh, I think Sammy 
have should have got the victory over Roman Reigns. I think his time is done. I think we need like the bloodline's been great, but you know it's been nine hundred and two days that he's held the the unified Universal Championships. Um, I think I think the fact that it was at Sammy Sammy Zayn's hometown, the fact that you could hear the crowd. Like I watched Monday Night Raw as well, which was in Montreal, the the before Elimination Chamber, and and you couldn't hear anyone. Like it was just the crowd, and um, I just I it would have been. I'm not going to lie, it's the first match that I've been on the edge of my seat for for a while because there was so many close calls, so many... The ref got knocked down twice. Like, I just... So many so many close calls where I thought it was over and Sammy just kicked out and I just thought he was going to win it. But at the end, obviously, cheating to, to get the win. Those dirty, dirty Samoans. Um, <laughs> but look, at the end of the day, it was, I, that, that was a solid pay-per-view. Like, I watched it watch it live um, as as I'm trying to watch a lot more live so I don't get spoiled because I find I'm in the moment. Like you asked Steph that I was screaming and yelling at the TV all through that last match. And um, yeah, look, I, I see what they're doing, but they, they want Cody to do it at WrestleMania and I get it. It's WrestleMania. I get it. It's Cody, the prodigal son returns. Um, but I, I honestly thought Sammy should have won. He, even if I, I even said, if Sammy should have won, and even if he dropped the belt at the very next night or the very next week or whatever, he deserved that moment in front of his family and his hometown crowd. He's worked hard for it. Look, I think you have, you make some extremely valid points, and for the for those who enjoy wrestling, and for those who who probably watch wrestling at home and wonder why you know why Daniel Bryant, why Sammy isn't aren't winning, because you guys are not buying enough merch. <laughs> if you scream, this is the best thing about WWE. If you want your superstar to become successful, buy his merchandise, and yeah. then he wins. Yeah. Take it point, 900 days champion, and the reason why he's that is not because he's the best wrestler, no, it's because he sells the most merchandise. If people yeah. had supported Daniel Bryant as they do with, you know, but they come to they come to the events, they cheer, they chant, but they're buying the merch. Clearly, they're not buying enough merch. So clearly, this is on you, WWE fans. You can scream <laughs> on the internet all you want, but you know what? If you wanted to throne Roman, find the rest you wanted to throne him and buy his goddamn merchandise. But what one thing that I really, I really loved about that pay per view, there was a being, you know, we all know Canadians are a lot, they're very polite. And, and I love, you know, you, you see all these signs at other events, like if John Cena wins, we riot and all this kind of thing. Yeah. I saw a sign in the crowd that said, if Sami Zayn, if Roman Reigns wins, we'll leave in an orderly fashion <laughs> and, complain, and complain on the way home. I thought that was, that's, if that doesn't sum up Canada in a nutshell. Up. What else does? I thought that was great. But look, it was a good event. It, as I said, I'm not paying for these events anymore now that um, WWE in Australia has gone over to binge. I mean, it's essentially saving me 20 bucks a month. So I'm going to keep watching. And look, I enjoyed it. The whole pay-per-view was great. Um, it's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Brock Lesnar fan, so I generally use his matches, all five minutes of them, to go to the bathroom <laughs> or get a snack or something like that because I'm just I'm sick and tired of him. 
But every other match on the pay- on the card was fantastic. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, yeah look, makes- another great show. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. Road to WrestleMania begins, yeah. and let's see what kind of promotion they can. We got six weeks, as let's they said on kind uh, of promotion. Six weeks till two nights of WrestleMania. Up. Yeah, so they, they need to drum up some significant promotion for that. But let's 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 see what uh, they can do. Jamie, what are your thoughts on this whole topic? <laughs> Yeah. What did you think of Elimination Chamber when you watched well, all three and a half hours? Well, all I can say is the one thing when I I say or think when someone says wrestling, Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> right. Like, so how could you not like wrestling when wrestling? We've been is through a, this a, because it took Stargate away from. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> We've been there, but Bonesaw is such a key and fundamental um, component. To Spider Man's mm-hmm. backstory, yeah, <laughs> you know, not really, but anyway, yeah, no, no, it was still the wrestling was there with Crusher Hogan, it, but obviously, they the macho man Randy Savage who played Bonesaw, um, obviously didn't like the thing because he had a notorious feud with Hulk Hogan, yeah, so there was yeah. no way that the macho man was going to play a guy named Crusher Hogan, of course not. Um, so obviously, yeah. that's where Sam Raimi made the um, you know, the, the decision, but the, the element of Peter Parker's early days in the wrestling um, company has always been there. It's just been, yeah. you know, a different... It's always been the three three minutes for $300. Yeah. Nice. Going nice. back to the ultimate line, going back to the early 60s, yep. it's always been the $300 for three minutes. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so, that, so based upon that, Jamie should love wrestling. So we'll, we, I, will, I think... I think we look forward to the WrestleMania breakdown yeah. podcast where we will go through match by match yep. <laughs> and highlighting each fighter's skills, their abilities. And then obviously definitely, you know, and look, Jamie, you might say wrestling's fake. What does that got to do with that? With oh. this podcast? What does it, what does storytelling have to do with this podcast? You're right, Jamie. What does storytelling <laughs> have to do with a podcast called stories that truly you know I have I'm no propose, idea. I'm going to propose something. I'm going to propose that the three of us get together and watch both days of WrestleMania together. I'm interested. Chris and I have done this before. We did it a couple of years ago we during did. COVID. We did. <laughs> Jamie seems riveting. I mean, I know this is an audio podcast, but and then I say... I'm doing I the say, face. Look, He's doing I'll the tell face. You what, I'll tell you what. I'll go easy on you. We've watched one of the five-hour WrestleManias together and then we do an episode you know i'm gonna be like it's gonna be like that episode of big bang theory where leonard goes to penny's place to watch the football with all (laughs) all her friends and he's like sports (laughs) (laughs) i expect you to come with foam fingers and mate and signs to hold up no i'm gonna get i'm gonna get that shirt from um that jd wears um in scrubs it says go sports or something (laughs) That is very. Look, that I mean, that that seems like you that that you'd wear that yeah. kind of shirt. Look, no, look, I I am I I consider you all good friends. So if you asked me to come around and watch wrestling, I would. So but... if I asked you to come around and watch gay porn, you would. No, that's a little different. <laughs> How is that different? <laughs> I'll let you figure now you're that one out. Chris. Hairs there. You, you're really splitting hairs. <laughs> Does it involve two men? Yes. <laughs> Is one man laying on top of another man? Yes. 
Are they wearing fabulous costumes? Yeah. Again, Jamie, you're splitting hairs there. Really, like you're really, like really, like yeah. That's the definition so. of being pedantic. No, I look, look. I think, I think, I think we've got six weeks. I think we can get, I think we can get Jamie, Jamie round here, and we'll watch, we'll watch one, we'll watch the Sunday WrestleMania, which is the biggest show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. we'll get you round, Jamie round here, and and we'll get your thoughts, and we'll record the, the we'll record the podcast live. <laughs> As you enjoy Vault total you, Jamie. So there will Smackdown. be will be some eye candy. So there's some damn okay. fine eye candy in this okay. in, in the in the current rosters, obviously. <laughs> yes. Yes. Since Mandy's left though, I don't know. Yeah, and, and the poor poor girl's million dollars on her only fans in two months. I know, I, mean, I know. She's making I feel like, for hands, her, like hands over fists of money now. Like she yeah. left, I know, like yeah, and she she's gone on to say that uh, she wishes she'd left the WWE earlier because she didn't know she would make that much money in two months. I know it's like it's, it's this tra- the tragic tale, you know, <laughs> tragic tale. Mm-hmm. Now, Jamie, before we continue, I do believe you said that we you have a message from our sponsor. Is that correct? Is that ah correct? yes, Rebecca Castle did send you, send me an audio message for us to play on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, we've been talking about um, every time about whether we cross the line and whether we lose her as our sponsor, that sort of thing. Because <laughs> um, so, Jamie, you have crossed the line a few times there. I, I, I will look I, again. I didn't want to say anything, but in in your in your world, yes, you know, you have crossed the line a few times. You know, several times, really. Like again, I'm, no one's no one's counting who's crossed what line. And and the line keeps moving, so you, you know. and let's be honest, we're all equally culpable of crossing the line. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's my fault for leaving it in. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're the editor, so right. It's, I it's, can it's say terrible, terrible things, and you can edit them out, <laughs> but you don't. Uh, you don't know that. <laughs> Who's anyway, really responsible? Um, I'm gonna play this clip for you that she sent to me, um, and. Uh, yeah, take a listen, guys. Okay, so you can use this as a voice note on your show. Okay. Um, it is a message to Chris, Ryan, and yourself to say that I absolutely love the show. absolutely adore you guys. And yes, I could very easily take offense, but I never will because, believe it or not, I like your sense of humor, guys. So, um, no, carry on doing what you're doing um and thank you so much for promoting the books it's amazing that you're doing it still for me and uh you make me laugh all the time um i i absolutely adore it especially the intros so no um you can put their minds at ease you've not lost me i'm still here and i'm still willing to sponsor the show because i think it is a show worth sponsoring so thank you very much guys continue the hard work and i send you all my love and if you're wondering why my voice is so croaky it's because i've just spent the last three nights in a pantomime shouting at people for a role so yeah my voice is a little bit uh rough at the moment so uh maybe next time when i speak to you uh, i'll sound a bit more like myself but thank you guys continue the hard work and love to you all from your uh, confirmed theory author by now see that basically proves my point jamie crossed the line 
Jamie's clearly apologized and he's promised not to make any more of his comments. Actually, but cl clearly everything I've said, done, and still do is completely acceptable under all under all under all rules <laughs> and conditions. You know what that is, Jamie, to me? I believe the word they use is vindication. I am vindicated thusly. Ryan, what do you think about Jamie's behavior towards his sponsor? <laughs> Look, you know, at the end of the day, we've got a moral, legal, and basically ethical responsibility to promote our sponsors as we should. And I feel like you and I, Chris, have been doing a fantastic Oh, but we, we are by the book. Um, but Jamie, man, like, you know. And we're, we're actually recording this on her birthday, too. And, mm. you know, I feel like you need to apologize for your I, I, I think a live apology, Jamie, is... All right. Is, okay. Is now, what I'm going to do, as an, as, a, as an apology, air quotes... <laughs> I'm going to sing "Happy Birthday" the same way Joe Biden did to that random girl. Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, Rebecca Castles! Happy birthday, Rebecca! <laughs> And the rising and, I, I, I hope. And I the hope rise, Gabe, please continue. <laughs> Finish the bit. <laughs> happy happy birthday. birthday, Rebecca Castles. What? And thank you for sponsoring us. And no, happy birthday, Rebecca Castles of the of the rise. I was getting to that. I'm sorry. Mm. Of the rising dawn series. <laughs> oh, I'm getting. Can you stop zapping me, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone check out the Rising Dawn series if you like werewolves, romance, characters modeled off Henry Cavill, maybe Cat Graham, but that, that's where Chris's brain goes, but it's probably not that. I think it's actually more Anna Kendrick. Uh, yeah, it's Cat um, Graham. Let's, let's... <laughs> Anna Kendrick. Agree to disagree. What's the difference? Cat... <laughs> I agree to disagree, but it's Cat Graham, but yeah, let's go on. <laughs> check it out on Amazon in Kindle and paperback. I do have a copy on my shelf. Do you have a copy on your shelf, Chris? I don't have a copy on my shelf. I have you have my... failed our sponsor. I have it on my device, like a normal device. device. I, have, I, I also have it on my device. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so that's two devices <laughs> for one paperback. Clearly, <laughs> Kindle is winning the Amazon wars. I think, yeah. I think Kindle won the war. I don't think there is any war anymore. I think there's like... Yeah. I mean... Just... It's just the fact that, that I can fit like 10,000 books on this. Yeah. You know? And what happens when the rolling blackouts start happening? Then I go, and... because, I'm, because I'm that person, Jamie, as we've discussed with our author's interview, I then go to my bookshelves where I <laughs> have a copy of their physical book. There you go. Ryan wins because he's bought every book twice. I do. I, I, and so in some <laughs> cases, like our good friend Martin Kern. I bought his book, his first book, three times because he had to go <laughs> to someone like me and change the cover art. Yeah. I needed the updated cover art, which looks amazing. Oh, yeah. So I, I have bought his book three times. <laughs> yeah. That's how loyal I am. So Chris is the one that's failed. So it's all yeah. right. Yeah. I'm waiting for her to release the audio book so I can enjoy enjoy her books. On Maybe Audible. she's waiting for you to offer your services to do the yeah. audio. I would be more than happy to poorly read her book. 
on Audible. <laughs> Having said that, what I've found is when you're doing these kind of books, you do need to act as one male, one female, because essentially, it's not that I don't trust myself to put a high enough voice for the scenes. It's just preferable it's a female that does it for these kind of books. It's just generally, if you look at all of the harem books on Audible and all of the sort of like male fantasy books, even female fantasy books, Generally, a male does the male role voices and female. And not, so, you know, I, I'm more than happy to put my hand up for the male voice. And I know I'll kick Jamie in the balls and he can do the female voices. But again, I would prefer, so, like, you know. If you've, seen, if you've seen me and um, Ryan, you'll remember from the days when we used to play music, I yep. could sing quite high. So I can probably. <laughs> All right, there you go. Rebecca Castle standing off of We Will Record, <laughs> one of your books for audible.com. Let us know if you're interested. And we'll see how that goes. And the best castle will be offering <laughs> out there too. I will, Jamie will play the female, Chris will play the male, I'll play the full boy that's standing in the corner, you know, <laughs> making that sweet, sweet music while the werewolves get it on. Outstanding. It sounds like a solid, probable plan. I mean, she, she really made a mistake about saying that, you know, she likes that sense of humor because <laughs> stepping on a line before and now it's just going to go straight through that as you said Ryan we are, we are a podcast of ethics and standards but who and said I, the line has to be straight <laughs> and exactly. more you know importantly I, I, I do want to say if you wonder what we believe in let me, just, let me just clear that up right now we here at stories the true and the fictional believe exactly what you believe so if you think you believe it we <laughs> believe it too now I know what you're thinking Someone else who listens to believes something else completely different. Don't listen to them. They're wrong. You're correct. We believe exactly what you believe. And I, I, I believe in a thing called love. How romantic. Well, I just that's for any darkness fans out there. I know. <laughs> I'm not blue, so I'm not even going to attempt to even embarrass myself to hit both. So that's why I've just said I believe in a thing called love. Okay. Well, that's a beautiful statement. And on that statement, I, I wanted to <laughs> let you guys know about something that maybe you have seen, maybe you haven't. And um, it's really strange that this is happening, but have you heard they're doing another Hellboy reboot? I did see this. Um, when first you don't that. succeed, Jamie. Well, I think they figured now that the Avengers aren't, yeah. uh, aren't dropping their biggest movie yet yeah. up against it, I think they'll be like, Right, but the one that the thing that made me interested, slightly interested, is that the guy who created the comic is writing yeah. the script. Yeah, Mike Mignola. Um, so yeah, definitely. He yeah. Look, I, as long as I don't make a mistake, of, like I I I I seriously worry that they're just going to wait for James Gunn's Superman movie and drop it the week. <laughs> uh, you know, just just please, please, guys, at at Dark Horse and Entertainment or wherever it's going to be check your schedules because i we we loved the david arbor one and yeah. it, you know that that just please check your schedule yeah, yeah that, was, that was a poorly timed release i've ever saw yeah. a poorly timed release yeah um, like, time, but and i've tried to support it i bought the i bought it in blu-ray i bought it in 4k it's an amazing movie i really really enjoyed it but because yeah. not enough people saw it nothing yeah. further happened yeah um but do you do you think that the uh, the guy who's writing the screenplay is going to respect the source material? I uh, will see as he created and wrote the source material. I'm going to probably say yes. And he's he's literally <laughs> the only author of Hellboy. Wow! Like so he's like he's like, like that. 
is like, literally Mike Mignola has written every single issue of Hellboy that has ever come out. Yeah, so that's like Stan Saki who did um, Usagi and Jimbo. Yep. Like wrote, wrote like the same comic series for like 30 years. Mike Mignola is the only person to ever write Hellboy in the comic universe. So, yeah, I'm pretty now, sure he's going to respect his own work. Again, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Yes, you bring it, Chris. <laughs> but if Hellboy is not wearing cargo shorts and has hoovened feet, then he's clearly failed because every I'm so sick of them putting him in long black pants and boots. No, Hellboy's wearing cargo shorts and has hoovened feet because he's a demon. For... <laughs> anyway. Well, again. I was going to say, because Mike Mignola's writing it, I'm pretty sure you get replication from the comic book. I, I understand probably from an actor standpoint, they don't want to have gluten who like 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 who's for feet because it's very very awkward well, to walk you, in that. You don't stop until you find an actor who is willing to do it. That that's what you do. What Michael Mignola needs to do. Are you saying there's an actor that's going to get surgery to? No no no. I'm going to go one step further. We find a paraplegic athlete from the Olympic Games who have those blade legs, and then we say. Oh. And then we create the hooven feet for them. So then essentially he can just, he'll, he's used to walking in fancy prosthetics and he can just yeah, wear the no. hooven feet. That's no, I can respect that because the, the, the guy that played ET inside the puppet costume was a guy that had no legs but could walk on his hands. See? Well, I and, mean, and, and... let's see if Oscar Pretorius is out from out of jail. That's right. Perfect. Perfect wife. choice for Hellboy. <laughs> murdered his girlfriend. I think he's, he's in South Africa, so they don't take it too seriously. Maybe he's out by now. But as per Hollywood standards, don't we have to get an actual demon to play Hellboy? Well, yeah, that's true, what I was going to do. That's, what I, that's where I Chris. I thought, you know, let's get realistic. Let's just get this, get some warlocks, start the incantations, mm-hmm. start start summoning now so that the, the demon can come up and then go to, like, a gym no, in see, LA see, for a while. As much as I'd want to do that, in my weekly poker game with Rasputin, <laughs> uh, I did ask him if I could borrow the books to basically Resurrection, and he was very clear that he's busy with his franchise of Starbucks and his <laughs> Starbucks merchandise, he, and he, he's out of the game. And I, I, this was a shock to both me and to Mussolini and to the Dark Prince himself that, you know, Rasputin now fourth was like going, oh, I'm, I'm out of the dark arts now. I was like, well, hey, I respect that. And you know what? You've put real evil into the world with Starbucks, making people think that's good and spoiling what they know is true coffee. So I do respect the, the hustle, but letting me borrow the book for like, what? 20 minutes tops to summon a demon that I can raise as my own and then t- become an actor. Come on, that's like... But apparently, no, 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 I'm, I'm crazy. Apparently, I'm just insane. <laughs> Again, I don't, I'm not trying to keep them, just want to read a few passages. Have you, tri- have you tried looking for them on Amazon? Because Amazon has everything. I did, but again, it takes me to Rasputin's page, and then, you know, I'm just <laughs> no, 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 he, Chris found them, but he didn't want them because it was the second edition. He wants the first <laughs> edition publishing of the, the, the Necronomicon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was, the, but the, the worst thing was, they had English translated it. I'm yeah, going, well, then the spells yeah. don't work then. The spells you know, it's don't not in ancient, work. It's not in ancient Aramaic or anything like that. You know, it's got to be... Or at least Latin. At least yeah. no, Latin, yeah. Latin, they've weakened the, the potency. I need it in the original Hebrew. 
or else to get the real magics. But no, no, no. Yeah. Translate to English for your convenience. Like going, well, you know. Yeah. And the, oh. the, the you know you know the hardcover edition is always more expensive than the Kindle. So you know <laughs> I'd just be lazy and buy the Kindle edition. But the hardcover has you know the grim face that would that yeah, basically like um, and all that. So you stuff. have to feed it blood to open it, and I, I believe like again, some people say that's a bit too much, but I believe it's a true luxury that you know you got to feed the book your blood. So then it opens, and then the words are written in your own blood. So then, when you read the spell, it's from your own soul. Or else, if you if you don't have a book that does that, you don't have the right book. You're going to summon nothing. Well, look, the Kindle edition does the same because my iPad's actually white. Oh, but well, um, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, see, it's now Apple, red because it's covered in my blood. Yeah, Apple, created by the Dark Lord, has basically <laughs> enabled enabled you know the touch feature where it's you know where you sign your your Apple agreement that takes your soul. So then that's why all of the the magic books work for Apple. Yeah. Android, see, Android, they follow Hecate, so they follow a different set of rules and gods, and so that's <laughs> why they that's why they don't really you can't do the not, not enough demon summoning. You have witch powers, but no demon summoning from from Apple <laughs> from from Amazon, sorry, from um, Samsung. Well, Welcome to the supernatural podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for our topic, we are going to talk about 101 ways to summon demons and then what to do when they're here. Um. And remember, they call it a Faustian deal, but you can still find a way to get out of it. So don't, 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 don't deny the deal outright. Yes, it's for your soul, but as long as you, again, it's all in as the word. You've got a good lawyer. Seriously, just it's make sure it's all in good the word. Yeah. Yes. If you can word it well enough, you could find a loophole. Remember, often they just want a soul. Does it have to be your soul? Yeah, exactly. And at one, one could say that you could just give them a shoe because then they'd have a soul. No, no. You see, there, there was. There, you're forgetting about the Vatican rights of <laughs> um, 1999, where they ruled that a soul. You know, even though even though it sounds similar, the spelling's not the same, and so you know, unfortunately, demons won that wow. tribunal. Okay. Um, which again. It was it was Bill Gates' soul on the line here, so I understand why people, why the tribunal took place. So it was an important tribunal, but you know, yeah. But Chris is right. See, if you're looking to summon a demon, I mean, and you're looking to get a divorce, and you're not you're unhappy with your loved one, why don't you just hand over their soul? Make it'll cost you a lot less money on in the divorce, and you get a pet demon to start with. So. And even more so, you can say, please sign this divorce paper. She's probably yeah. not going to read all of it, or he's not going <laughs> to read all of it, and it doesn't. She doesn't realize you snuck in the soul contract in there. Then boom, you're out. Yep. But you're pretty sure that you'd have to, for, for her to sign it without question, you'd have to claim fault, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd you say know, you're yeah. at fault for the divorce. Oh, yeah, it's all your fault, blah, blah, blah. blah. But you've got to be careful how you word it because she might go, hey, what's the care? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But again, this and many other secrets that we can discuss on our ability, you know, on, 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 <laughs> our, on, our, on our tribes. You might not know who I am. Well, you know, I have gone by many names over the time. Genghis Khan is one of them. You know, I once ruled. I once ruled over the Han Dynasty of China, and then 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 I got bored and united the nations of Korea, of Korea into a singular nation. Then I created K-pop to destroy the world, and you know what? It's working quite well. It's working quite well. Jamie, of course. <laughs> we all we all we all know. I've got a Jamie strong is. immunity. <laughs> strong immunity, but that's because that's because you know, with your Celtic magic, you you're obviously going to resist that. Yeah, someone put a spell on me at some point. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. You, you you resist it until a certain point. Yeah, you got you got to crack through that 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 shield, much like how um 
Andy Dufresne escaped prison, you know. But what what you don't realize, and, and Ryan, I think it's very really funny that Jamie doesn't realize that you're literally controlling him like a puppet, and he still has realized and realize his free will was circumvented thousands of years ago. Like it's just funny to me. I don't like. <laughs> but that is your specialty, soul thread. So I, I, again, I I, I I I bow to the master of soul threads because that is that is that is you, you playing with people's fate is your specialty. So you know what? I'll leave that to you. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, what was our topic? What? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Cliches, apparently. Um, yeah, it's so, well, no, we're going to do, we I came up with the idea of, of I mean, obviously it's a story themed podcast, but in TV shows, in movies, there are things that are done to death over and over and over and over and over and over again, yeah. mm-hmm. especially mm. in sitcoms. So I've got, I've got a few lists. I've got TV and film and then I've got sitcoms, but I think we'll do TV and film first. Um, yep. Yep. Just, so, just so there's a few. I'll get your thoughts if you can think of any show or movie that has this cliche in it. All right, go for uh, it. Buzz in, I guess. Man dates first female character in sight. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> how, how I Met Your Mother. Um, um, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, yeah, that's a good one. That, that's actually a literal... They move in, they see Penny, later date her. Yeah, so that's that seventy show mad about you, how married with children. The, I mean, the the first female they saw. Yeah. So that's Dharma yeah. and Greg. That whole show was based around the idea of him marrying yeah. the first female he saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, another classic thing: the invisible enemy. So basically, like you know, at the end of an episode, or something, you don't see the face, but you you know you know there's a bad guy. Inspector Gadget. Yeah, like like that, but I think it's more more so like just off camera. Um, you know, like when, when someone's following someone or, you know, looming um, threat that they don't know about. That's not really done much anymore, I don't think. I mean, not in any of the shows that play. Sort yeah, of. Well, yeah. Can you give some examples, Jamie, where that's a prevalent um, trend? So it happens in Doctor Who a lot, apparently, according to this article. Never watched an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Cherish it. Cherish the fact, Ryan, that you have never watched a Doctor and Who And I episode. have zero. In- I mean, they, don't get me wrong, there's some amazing actors that have played Doctor Who, but I can see their work elsewhere. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I think you're right, Chris. It's a, more of an 80s, 90s. Um... Yeah, because at the moment, the way TV shows work, it's kind of like the overarching M- enemy of a season. Yeah, um, but but they generally don't keep it a secret anymore. It's always like, oh, ah, yeah. let's just pop it up in the first couple of episodes because they want people to be interested. And also, yeah. you know, yeah. his name says guest starring famous actor that's more popular yeah. than the <laughs> show, and then so he basically like, yeah, well, or, that's I think, the villain. I think, for... I think what a... Family Guy did a great skit about that because I, I used to watch CSI a lot when it was going, and you could always tell there was like in the first couple of seasons there was a, a famous actor like Justin Bieber was in an episode or. Yeah. You know, Chad Michael Murray and all that. And Family Guy do it. He's like, there's this they're scrolling through the CSI subtitles. Like, uh uh, let's just wait for the killer. It's gonna be that famous guy. And then it pops yeah. up. He's like, uh uh, yeah. there it is. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's the guy. That's the, the what yeah. about what about that trope? Like back in the days of you know, 20 episode series and stuff like that, how like a random episode would be like previously on whatever show it is, and then they'd show you a character that was in it 
three seasons ago. You know, yeah. it was just so everyone knows who their character is. I like yeah. that. The, <laughs> remi- the reminder. Yeah, the immediately know, oh, wow, something's going to happen with this character. In this yeah. Episode. That like, happened all the time on Buffy where they'd be like, remember yeah. this episode with this random yeah. demon dude? And you're like going, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm currently, currently working my way through Fringe at the moment. They're oh, yeah. doing that. Yeah, they, like, they love I'm, that shit. I'm at the end of season one, and then they've called back to, like, because I'm streaming and I'm watching a couple episodes a day, they go back to an episode. You remember this guy from episode two? He's come back. And it's, just, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it's, I remember that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. Here's, here, here's one that um drove me insane for my entire life. Mm-hmm. No one says goodbye when they hang up the phone. Yep, yep, yep. And pretty much every TV show. Every show, every yeah. movie. Yep. Like, I'll be there at five. You know, they don't yep. say, bye. You know? Yep. But, um, like, don't you think, though, like, that them saying goodbye might, like, <laughs> le- remove some of the drama? Like, oh, yeah, oh definitely. God, we got to get there in a five seconds. Okay, see ya. All right, bye. All right, all right. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry, did you hang up yet? No, 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 no. Sorry, yeah. no, you hang up. Okay, you hang up. Yeah. Especially oh, no, hang up. in a show like 24 with Jack yeah. Bauer. And he's no. like, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll meet you there in five minutes. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, even better. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Yeah. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. Okay. Bye. That would be awesome. I get why they, why, why they don't do it. Like it's, yeah. you know, but there's some shows where they should probably should, it wouldn't matter if they did or not, you know. But it's definitely a yeah. I, now that you mention it, you're right. Like there's just a lack of phone etiquette in TV yeah. series. Like yeah. yeah. The um and and here's another one um about a phone. The over exposition while on the phone. So like they're not talking like they're having a conversation. They're talking like you know like it's like yes I I did get this. I you only hear one voice, but so they've got to. Yeah, yeah. Over respond. Yeah, they've got to they've got to over respond so you can work out what the other person is saying that you can't hear. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it'd be very hard to see them go like, "Yep, yep." No, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. No worries, I'll do it. All right, see ya. Like, what the fuck did happen? What the fuck yeah, happened? Yeah. I've I've seen like because I'm, I'm watching a lot of Hawaii Five O lately, but mm-hmm. they they do the thing where they don't know what's going on on the phone, but then the character explains it. You know, mm. you know. Yeah, that's my ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, um, uh, yes, yes. All yes, the time. Yes. That's not that's not a bad way around that, to be honest. So, like, no. you know. Yeah. But look, look, honestly, I think it's just mainly in sitcoms where they do the over, you know. Yeah. Over explanation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Chris, this is one you'll like. Mm-hmm. Cops getting fired before cracking the case. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> how how I many? I want your yeah. Turn in your badge and your gun. Look, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That should be lumped into one where it's like um, over over aggressive, desperate need of anger management police chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, police chiefs that just seem to really hate their job. Like, yeah. I think they played that up in um, Lethal Weapon or something, or one of the shows. Yeah. They're like, they're, um, you know, get out of my office. I never want to see any. And the chief walked out with him. So how, how do you think that went? Oh, yeah, it went very well. You know, I, I really <laughs> put him to yell and scream at us. I think it's good yeah. output. No, I think that happens in almost every Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You get ahead. 
Now that happens. That happens a lot. Um, what about the thing that Chris loves the most? Absolute most. Vi- no, that's implied in test. Villain oh. monologues. Oh, they. I know you. They have to do it. They have they to do, have to do it. You know. How I, I, they- I'm willing to forgive villain monologues because how people plan if they don't. Yeah. How will you know how genius they are? How much meticulous planning they have done? How how is James Bond going to solve the case if the villain doesn't tell him all of the details? He's just been screwing women and fucking around. How he hasn't done any actual (laughs) case solving? How is he meant to do any? How is he meant to solve every? How is he meant to fight the villain if the villain doesn't, you know, just straight up tell him the entire plan? Oh, that's my favorite. Um, one of my favorite Simpsons episodes where Bart gets caught on a boat with Sideshow Bob. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll yeah, kill yeah. You. He's like, I don't want to die without hearing the entire musical. I shall send you to hell. Heaven. No, oh, I shall send you to heaven before I send you to hell. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's the perfect example of it. Um, yeah. um, it's all about playing to the ego. Yeah. Here's another one. Um, the the whenever a scientist is on screen and they're like in English, you know, like oh in English, ex- please ex- yeah, explain yeah, yeah. to us in English. Like that's a pretty big trope. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, and they, and they have to basically dumb down the science to like this little pinky got cut off with this giant hacksaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. I think I think I'm I'm a lot better at understanding science since you know watching lots of Stargate, Big Bang Theory. Um, you know, like where they. You, you slowly i think big bang theory slowly started to teach you science like <laughs> like actually no, like, educating us too yeah but like much slower rate like you understand yeah. stuff you know yeah it makes when, sense when they mentioned schrodinger's cat you, know, you go and look it up and yeah then you uh, now i understand that whole you know thing that's true like like you, you learned a lot of um you know, you did learn a lot of different scientific. What I used to do with Big Bang Theory, and when I when it first started, I was obviously a lot younger, and I was able to develop that it was a Warner Brothers TV show because whenever they went into its comic shop, it was just DC titles. There was nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What kind of comic book store has just DC yeah. and not?" Because it, it came out around when the New Fifty Two came out, so all yeah. you'd see on the shelves was like the New Fifty Two Superman action comic book. Yeah. Like, where's the Marvel? Where's the variety? And then you think about, <laughs> oh, yeah, what DC is owned by Warner Brothers. Because this was before DC were doing movies. You know? Yeah. Yep, and you yep. work out, oh, okay, that's how, that's why there's no Marvel in the shop because they're owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And then all of their favorite heroes are DC heroes. Like, it's, it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's fairly, now that I think about it, yeah, like they, they are more, they are hardcore DC people. Yeah. Because they have the uh, Green Lantern Lantern in their house. Yeah. and you know, Superman busts, and then you can look at, next time you watch it, have a look in Stu's comic shop. It's literally everything is DC. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I noticed that pretty, pretty early on. Um, there go. Now, what about one bullet left? Oh, oh yeah. You yeah. Know, the, the, yeah. You got, I got one, sh- I only need one shot. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can, you can even, even roll this one into that too. The, the, um, I like to call it the infinite ammo cheat. Yeah. I so now I'm that anal. I will sit there and count the bullets, <laughs> count the shots, and I'm yeah. like, "That only holds holds twelve. He just let off fifteen. You like it's only to, got a twelve bullet clip. You need you to watch I mean? a movie, a fantastic movie. Chris will back me up on this. Yep, called Dragon Fighter. Oh, okay, with yes. Dean Kane. 
Okay. Yes, Sting Cage's greatest hit. He never reloads. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. Yeah, reloading's for chumps. Like they, that was more of the 80s and 90s where there was just like the ultimate no. infinite I think, I, I think this was still like this was 2000. I'm gonna oh, really? Right I'm going to look it up right now. Was but, it before um, or after Lois and Clark? After. It was after. It was oh, after. Yeah. De- definitely after. Yeah, after for sure. Um, yeah, it's either they've only got one bullet left or they just seem to for some reason have infinite ammo. Yeah, but um, it also had like a red like the red clip on the front of the gun, like it was a toy gun. Oh, no. <laughs> 2003. Oh, there you go. Early 2000s. Oh, they did a remake. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who's in oh, the no, remake? No, no, hang on. It's a different movie. Oh. It's a big... We're going we're gonna to do, we're gonna have to do a B-grade um, oh, podcast episode. Oh. But this... And, this, we, this, and this... we plan on spending an hour on Velociraptor and... Um... Velocipasta. Foster Pasta and that shitty shark movie where the girls come out of prison. Shuck Anzus. Shuck um, that's it. Remember that, that one? movie was that. outstanding. Because and of it, all the large, big-breasted women. Probably. Right. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I, I'm not <laughs> saying that didn't help the movie. <laughs> like it, like again, yeah. Did that help the film? Sure. Okay, it's still, it's still a good film though. I think like, we it, need. Like, I, look, I stumbled across this. It's not. It's not a Dan Kane sequel, but it's called Dragon Fighter. Um, and I just, I'm just going to read the synopsis for you. All right. Um, as World War II rages on, the Allies are about to push the Nazis out of North Africa. That's when yes. the Nazis turn up the heat, unleashing their secret weapon, dragons. Oh my God! <laughs> the Allies quickly lose ground to the ancient monster and are close to complete annihilation when the allies put together a group of special fighter pilots specially trained to fight a beast everyone thought was a myth so why haven't we not seen this film this because this... I, I don't know it came out in 2014 oh my and it looks goodness. extremely big right um and it got 2.8 out of on <laughs> out of 10 that plot sounds incredible though like that, I, I seriously think next time we get together for D&D, we start D&D early and we finish <laughs> with Dragonfighter. Yes. 100%. Clearly. Like, that, 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 I mean, that kind of plot warrants our respect. Like, you know, that, like, that absolutely, we absolutely must see this film. Yeah. No, well, I'm, I'm definitely keen to do a B-grade movie. Well, uh, one of us will have to acquire... That movie, I say in air quotes. No, to the just, high seas, we'll just Brian, to the high seas. <laughs> Shiver me timbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, the pirate's life for me. <laughs> Arr. Arr. I'll, I'll just watch a bit of One Piece and then I'll be like, yes, I can. Arr. Shiver me timbers. I mean, I can speak to the high seas. <laughs> <laughs> One Piece. Okay, let's move on to our sitcom cliches. Yep. Mm-hmm. A main character mistakenly sees another person in the shower. Oh, all, yeah. all of Friends. Yeah. I was just about to say that and pretty much every every season in Friends had seen Friends. Um it happened in uh what's that Tim Allen? Home improvement. Oh yeah. I, I, I think it just happens all the time. Just con like, yeah. like walking on the shower is just is just a thing. Nineties, early two thousand thing, I think. Yeah. Yep. You um, know, that'd be considered inappropriate now. Uh, a character gets trapped, or characters get trapped in an elevator. Yep, yep. That, 
That's yeah. another Friends one. I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. a good elevator time trapping one though for a while though. Like um, oh, it was uh, good. In, it was uh, having said that, they did use it on Modern Family, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Friends did it twice. They even did it like a small bank vestibule where Chandler got locked in with a super with a hot supermodel. Yeah. Um, Ooh. like that was a very small enclosed area. So. That was that was pretty early on, and it was pretty funny yeah. because Season because one, yeah because he's like calls one of. I, I, I think he calls Ross or someone and he's like and they're like what what put Joey on yeah <laughs> and he's like rrr, rrr, rrr. he's in an elevator with <laughs> he's, nice. he's stuck with uh, some hot chick I think it was Jill Goodagur yeah Gooder- it's like Gooder- someone famous yeah yeah uh 90s models yeah. okay here's another one that I can I can probably name a few but uh, a holiday dinner is ruined Oh yeah, modern every family. Sitcom like, ever. Every, yeah, every sitcom ever. Every sitcom ever. Yeah. I remember I remember several modern family vacations when they came to Australia, when they went to Hawaii, all of those kind of things. All so, of Friends Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah. Yeah. All of Friends Christmas episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't just have an ordinary um Christmas. No, yeah. of course not. Of course not. Um, all right. Someone finds a pregnancy test in the trash. Yeah. Oh, every, that's a good. That's a good. Friends, everything. Yeah. Are we just yeah. talking about friends right now? Like, <laughs> well, just, I think I think friends friends obviously, um, you know, I think it depends on the writers. The writers like, hey, remember that show that I wrote before? Let's do that. Um, do you think? What do you think? They just get so tired and like, okay, let's just do this. Like, blech. I reckon blech. they have a formula, and I reckon they have the have all the, all the, the plots. And they're going like, how can we work our characters into this scenario? True, 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 true. That's what I reckon. What about characters appearing on a game show? Yeah. Again, friends. Joey went on a show with, and then like, um, was teamed up with a smart person. They were, and they had, and they were like, on you know, the you know, the knowledge game. Yep. And he was like, the actor, yep. he was terrible until yep. he basically started guessing all the answers. They almost won at the end. Yep. And, um, um how I Met Your Mother, where Barney wants to meet his, in quotes, he's, real dad. Yeah, but, yeah, but he wants to meet his father. Yep, yep, yep. That's another good one. Yeah, that's another one. Okay, uh, the first one of this that comes to mind is community. Uh, a character gives birth in a wacky place. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, um, and friends, I think Phoebe gave birth in uh, like a janitor's closet or something. Someone gave uh... birth in a janitor's closet because they named the baby after one of the janitors i can't remember maybe it was not maybe it was ross and his lesbian wife or something i can't remember no, yeah, but, I, but essentially i think it's if there's a pregnant character you know they're not just going to go to the hospital and have a normal pregnancy it, yeah it, there's <laughs> going to be there's going to be fucking shenanigans yeah 100 yeah. okay snowed in family gets snowed in we all know that trope yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everything um lead character has an arch nemesis every, every show yeah. <laughs> newman Newman, oh, um, Barry Kripke, Barry Kripke, <laughs> oh, yeah, and and then after Barry Kripke, it's um, Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton, Wheaton, <laughs> Wesley, Wesley Crusher, yeah, he's awesome. Oh, uh, here's one of now. I I don't have no complaints about this musical episode. Yeah. Now, I love the Buffy one. That still sticks in my head. Yeah, yeah. I I have a few gripes because I don't actually think it's a musical. Why? 
I think it's more of a rock opera. No, you see, you see, Jamie, 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 look. No, because it's not a musical. It's, see, Jamie, it's I, a know, rock I know, opera. I know, I know you I like. I think the title of it is actually called the musical episode. I know you think Scrubs is the better musical, but Once More Time with Feeling from Buffy is the greatest musical episode ever. It actually started the whole trend. That was the starting of it all. Yeah, but still, I watched that episode and I there's no song that stuck, gets stuck in my head. Like, none. Uh, the one that Spike sings is like full. That I, that, I don't know the name of it, but that one yeah, there is you go. out in my head. I just, like, you know, I it watched it like multiple a, times. I didn't hate the episode, but I just don't view it as a musical. I view it as as characters singing along to a rock song, kind of. There was no musical feeling. There's no Broadway. It was just... Um, I think the opening number is basically going through the motions. You know, every single day, the same old story. I, she goes out and fights the fight. Yeah. Just throw it in a game. You find this fight just doesn't mean a thing. She ain't got that swing. Thanks for noticing. She's been doing well from fiends from hell, but lately we can tell she's okay, just one. going through the motions. One. <laughs> going through one. The... Come on. One. one. Dude, that song was awesome. Yeah, it was okay. But I, I you know, I guess it's I guess it's because I'm obsessed with Gallivant and that's written by Alan Menken, you know. Again, see, that's that. written by the guy who writes the Disney song. So that, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not know, exact like but I'm I'm just saying, look, I, I felt like Buffy was more of a rock opera than a musical. Yeah. Okay, again. But Gallivant isn't doing like it'll be no. weird. Like yeah, that, that, that that's a different kind of show you're talking about. A, It'll be a like Gallivant doing a episode with no music. Exactly, that would be. Yeah, the, that's, that would why, be the that's comp. why I don't think we can count Gallivant. We can't no, count Gallivant, no, no, Jamie. No, 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 I was just, I was just saying, like that's that's. It's my like you can't count Glee because it's, it's every episode has is a musical episode. And it's just terrible. But that's another. That's a separate. Yet, shut yet, your, yet you shut your whole mouth, no, Chris. No, I'm gonna. Glee call is a masterpiece, goddammit, and I love it because they have the best. They have one of the best songs. You get Neil Patrick Harris singing "Dream On" by Aerosmith, and you have "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Look, I enjoy Glee. I no, think it just went on too long. I thought no. they should have ended it. I was just about like, to say that because you were obsessed with it, Chris. No, when it came but, out, you're like, "Oh my god!" See, they, oh they god. basically like the whole. I thought the show was right. They were they they were leading up for them to win the win nationals. They won nationals, and then they kept going. Why? No, that's the perfect. That is literally like the the. That's it. That's the. Are perfect. you saying it's? Are you saying it's the supernatural of musicals? Yes, they 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 built the arc <laughs> up basically these underdogs, who then eventually go on to actually win. You know show choir nationals and at that point that's the perfect place to end it but they didn't because so, it was making too much money but the point is the later season suffered because you know what they, they had achieved it all that was it that was the whole purpose i still i still get goosebumps when i listen to that um neil patrick harris and uh i forget the guy's name matthew someone when they do the duet for aerosmith's dream on that and, and, and I have to say that they like so, and, and some of their renditions of songs and then their compliment compilations oh, yeah. were because they excellent. got actual people who could sing, yeah, rather yeah. than you know what I mean, like yeah. And then it, it's, it's even it's even funnier that like um, I think that movie inspired then obviously Anna Kendrick's whole movie. What was it? Pitch Perfect? The Pitch Perfect, yeah. Because um, there was an episode. I've never actually that, seen those. There was an there was an episode where like in Glee where they did mashup songs 
and then Anna Kendrick singing the in Pitch Perfect is she mashes up songs and like that's how they win. It's like going, well, I'm pretty sure I've seen that somewhere else before, but hey, you know. So, yeah. The best mashup of all time is Weird Al Yankovic doing uh, Hamilton melody polka style. Yeah, that's true. That's, I hope he does it when we see him next month, Ryan. I hope so too, man. Uh, he probably won't. I hope, he, I, hope, I hope he does that song that Michael Jackson covered, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that was that that will make my whole night. And I hope he explains how he's alive. Like, you know. Yeah, that's what that's what I said. Like if we did get the meet and greets, that was I was gonna say, can I please learn from your necromancy book? Um and your necromancy to how to resurrect because clearly oh you are a necromancer. God. That's where the fucking book went. Ah, uh, we fucking now Rasputin, you fucking gave double crossing motherfucker. Well, oh. maybe Weird Al has contacts. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dick, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe we could take take the day that day off and then go around and hang hang around Newtown, Ryan, and see if we can track him down. Yeah. No. I'm not. Hang, <laughs> I'm not hanging around in the hipster capital of Sydney. No I thing. believe that's called stalking, just out of just general like. Is it stalking if you're waiting to have an accidental meeting? Yes. No, but like you, you, because you don't know where they are, you maybe know where they are. Yeah, that's the definition of stalking. Congratulations. Well, I, I literally want to, I, I literally, like when we played shows back in the day, I spent as little time in Newtown as possible. Like I would get a kebab or something, I would go to the venue, play, get drunk, so that I was in Newtown. Because everyone in Newtown thinks that they're so much better than everyone else. And us, us from the West, we weren't <laughs> welcome there. Represent. I, I think you're playing the you're playing the wrong wrong music because we we played a cracker of a gig in um, uh, Newtown. Okay, you had a trombone. You're a hipster band, Jamie. That's why they liked you. No, no we, yeah, now, Chris. Chris, I had a trumpet. I hope Steve's listening. <laughs> no, if, I no, remember. Okay. Hey, if you want to, if you want to embarrass Steve, trumpet, trombone, same instrument. If you want to embarrass Steve. He, because we had a song about online dating, like, you know, yeah. we, we, we used to, no, that's something else. We, we joked really hard about it at the time. Stephen orchestrated, um, he met a girl online via a dating app and she came to the gig and he pretended like he met her at the gig. Oh. <laughs> you know, because he was so embarrassed, you know. I respect that because it's that's, hilariously bad. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't think, man he, I don't think he, like, he likes me much anyway. So. No, look, I don't think he likes many people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this podcast. If you Next do, minute. hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. I look forward to your message. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you play the trumpet. Although, although the other day he sent me some Stargate, something Stargate related out of the blue. So I was like, cool. Trumpet, trombone, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you, you blow into it and it goes, Wah! so you know, am I wrong? <laughs> it is a brass instrument. I don't think I am. No, hearing crickets, hearing crickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, look, I, I don't think any of these other ones are that good. You know, Santa Claus is actually real. Um, that one's not common. A friend, a family friend is a famous musician. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's less lot. common. Uh, a car crashes into the living room. Oh, no, I, uh, I don't think that happens that much. I don't think that happens that much. It's it's funny, Jamie. You're calling it all these cliches, and yet 
You've avoided no, look, the I one. Just, you've avoided the one that you love the most, but it's the worst of them all. Which is prison arcs. <laughs> oh, interesting! Yeah, you've forgotten all about your beloved prison arcs, haven't you? Yeah, but look. it's not really prison arcs in sitcom. I know, but in yeah, television well, no, in general, they no, are just um, fucking everywhere. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine did a double episode, which Chris is like, "I'm done, I'm done, I'm done." You're going like, "Hang on, mate, it's two episodes," you know, like because sitcoms usually do a double when it's an arc. Uh, you know? I hate uh, you, you were you were virtually given up on Brooklyn Nine Nine at it that point, Chris. You were like, "Yeah," and then I told you it was two episodes. It's two episodes. It is the worst I love kind of I episode. Love I just what, what? Ugh, okay. Ugh. Brian, me, me, and you are going to be uh, in a psych. Uh, what do you call it? A, a, you know, psychiatry session. What do you want to call it? Psychology session where we sit Chris down. Chris is uh, leaning back on the couch. Chris, tell us, tell us why, why. But then in 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 his D and D campaign, he creates prison arcs all the time. Yeah. So we're about to go into a prison arc, so rescue someone. See, no, ah, that's business. different. That is a rescue arc. Very different to the prison arc before, like Ryan L. Johnson torturing and yes. So is this is this a controlling thing, Chris? You want to be controlling of the story of the the arc? No, it's not. It's not that. It's sometimes when they do it, it is just stupid. Like they like it's they're trying to ramp up the drama as much as possible, saying like, "Oh no, the main character's in prison." How will he ever get out of the prison? Oh no, it's not like we've confirmed we've already signed the actor for the next season. How will he ever get out? We're yeah, in episode but... three of 22. It's like, don't waste my time with this bullshit. Yeah, but that's like saying like, oh no, the character's, you know, in a, he, he's almost going to die. He could die. Oh no, the, the show's called MacGyver, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know he's not going to die, but you still feel that tension. I just think it's yeah. Look, I, I know, I know. Look, I know, I know that there are some people who, who very much you know enjoy a good prison arc. But I, I mean, just... like, like tell, tell me, like Skyrim, it starts with you in prison for about ten seconds. Before you... <laughs> you know? I you would know? call you in prison in Skyrim. Like, oh, you, you, you're at, at the uh, at the at the chopping block. Uh... <laughs> that's that's more of an execution, not so prison. So, like again, but where, where do executions happen? <laughs> in public, as they should all. In public, oh, yeah, you go. That's right. It, it's pretty funny. Prison Break must have been a nightmare for Chris. Oh, what? But you, but you know it was. You know I hated Prison <laughs> Break. I absolutely love Prison Break. He was... Chris doesn't like the tension, but he literally watched episode one, then the final episode of season one, and went, "That was stupid." They just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember watching the first one, then I watched the last one. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. whatever." <laughs> Oh, it's just weird like you know and like with suits it was inevitable uh, you know? the, the, like I, hated, could, it was, I hated the suits one that was it was dumb. unavoidable it no was it was unavoidable. it was avoidable easily they chose not they chose to go down that route it was like, no, it, look no look it it was unavoidable says uh, you. It, no hi this main character is breaking the law and he is a criminal for you know what five seasons straight yeah ah, he was but getting then, away with it but then they went to trial and he could have won the trial henceforth making it legitimate but no they went prison arc again no because he is his bad is conscious uh look again this is one of those like 
it's 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 a minor peeve of mine. Yeah. No, well, it's just not, it's just like you know it's it's I, I get it. It's like like the arcs that you you don't jive with. You don't like them like them that much. You know, I have my own. You know, everyone, I, I think like. everyone I think everyone has their own like probably their own prison arc. They just see an arc. And yeah. Go, oh my god. Much much like I hate. Uh, will they won't they ask in television like i just just or do you do shit. or do you prefer the or do you just hate that they go on forever uh, like, like turk and turk and carla was you know in scrubs was really no, that was fine that was fine it was a will they won't they bang and the next thing you know they're married you know yeah that's fine but it, it's it's one of those it's one of those um it's one of those hollywood tropes where it's basically where it's basically like going uh, clearly people in hollywood don't have long lasting relationships so they go like Getting together is the hard part. The rest of the relationship's easy. I'm like, since fucking when? <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know that they go. What about the struggles of a relationship? No, 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 no. Once they're together, it's all fucking yeah. It's all fucking. It's all the. It's all the will they yeah. won't they be? And yeah. and then the worst. The worst thing about that whole stupid bullshit. Mm-hmm. That annoy that it's just like. One, the amount of women Ted dated is just insane. <laughs> like, like, like. Would would you really think a decent girl, like the actual wife, is going to be like, going, oh, cool? So you slept with every single human alive? Wasn't for- there? Wasn't there like? And this is a throwback to our last episode, a fan theory or a theory that um, that he Ted was um, Ted was Barney or Barney was Ted or something like that. Like he he was you know palming off his stories to barney like basically going, oh barney did that, barney did that. you know like so <laughs> ted was cool. actually ted was actually worse than he was leading on to be because that was a lot of didn't we do the math and like dated 34 women well higher than that it was well well above that i'm gonna google this like that was it was yeah like it was just an, it was like you know it was an it was yeah it was a questionable amount that you know if you were from a respective part of the you'd have, to, you'd have some questions for sure they're going hey Let's get you tested. <laughs> Fifty nine women. Damn. Damn. Fifty nine. What, what a slot. The thing <laughs> is, and and this is my this is also my biggest pet peeve in action movies. Um, I heard, I heard once like the gay community get upset because one time like a uh, a character that was coming gay in I think it was in um, Voltron. That they yep. killed off his husband, and they go, "Oh, that's the typical getting rid of the 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 the, the husband trope." It's like, no, 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 that's just getting rid of the action hero's wife trope. It's the same trope, but yeah, basically, yeah. action heroes in Hollywood don't know how to deal with the person having a wife, so they go, "Shit, I don't know, just kill her off then." <laughs> <laughs> Look at Deadpool. Look at perfect example. Deadpool, yeah. first movie, all about getting the girl. Second movie, dead. It's like yeah. they don't know how to write a wife, so they go like, "Ah, oh, shit! What do we do? I don't know, killer." Yeah, I feel sorry for the action movie's wife when she's happy to see him when coming home from the war, because you know yeah. she's dead. You just know the, <laughs> you just yeah. know she's fucking dead. They must have loved doing Punisher. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going, "Oh man, she's dead." <laughs> yeah. There's a dead woman talking. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, do you listeners have any cliche stories? Stories or any, that you or any pet peeve arcs? What you, What you is hate? your prison arc? What is your prison arc? That's what right. Is what, what is the arc, arc 
that you find just baffling that you see TV shows do that just fucking drive you nuts. <laughs> yes. Um, like mine is very basic. With another one of mine, obviously, is like Netflix doing a filler episode in their ten episode season. It's like, yeah, you got, you got yeah. ten episodes. You don't have time oh. for filler. Like you shouldn't. You shouldn't be episode unless you, your season is at least 20 episodes yeah. long oh no no look if you have 22 episodes you can have filler that's fine yeah if 100%. you have if you have 10 episodes i bet you bet you goddamn yeah. better not have any and, filler yeah i i know we're going to do an episode on the last of us when it's finished and all, all that but that's that's one of my graphs at the moment is just like you've got nine episodes nine episodes yeah they're getting a little fillery out and they? and they've done one filler and they're about to do another filler it's like we don't have time. Don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time if you're going to tell this story because it's it's you know, I maintain they should. Okay, what's one of the things in the game, Ryan? You freshly played it. You've got the seasons. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Why not do one of those seasons as one season? You yeah. Know? Easily do, done. Do three seasons, and you could do, and then when we all know what's coming, but when you get to yeah. the end of um the end of the game, essentially. It would have impacted you way more, much like um, the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. You know, it took three seasons to get there, but yep, they built up. They built up with <laughs> three know? seasons and tormented every. You know, what? I respect that, but that couldn't have happened today. You know why? Why? When they announced the show, collectively, not even spoken, all the book fans went. We're not going to tell anyone about the Red Wedding. It was just across the board universal. It was decided and agreed upon that, yeah. that there's like, going, nope, not going to mention it. Not going to even talk about it. We're going <laughs> to let people think that the good guys are going to win. And then so they could all turn their phones on on the night and film people watching the Red Wedding for the first <laughs> yeah. time. It, okay, but you can't do that now. Spoilers yeah. are everywhere. But right then, yeah. the collective community went, we're going to shut the fuck up and sit on this. And it was amazing. It was yeah, incredible. It was, it, was, it, it was, I was waiting for it going, going come on, do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You couldn't do that now. And right, yeah. you know, right now, you know, we are all, whilst we're all waiting for Invincible season two and, and, and understanding what type of changes they'll make to the, to, you know, to the season. We can only hope that they will treat it with respect as they did the first season. Because that's one of the shows where some of the changes they made, I didn't mind too much in like um, from, yeah. from the comic to the, to the actual, uh, in terms of the adaptation. And so let's hope they do season two with the same gusto because as we all joke about implied incest on this podcast, <laughs> beyond proof of good solid incest, it's the Viltrumites. I think that the, the prime example of what happens when you interbreed to breed the strongest race possible, you become a, a race of planet conquering superhumans to the point that your DNA is so strong you can basically mate with any potential species and then out comes Freddie Mercury looking humans. <laughs> because that's the Viltrumite gene. Yeah. Basically, let's make an army of Freddie Mercury's and that's exactly what he... And that's what he looks like. And I can't wait for him to, I can't wait for him to turn up. <laughs> Ryan knows exactly who I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. And I don't even care that it took two and a half years to get a season two. But yeah, it's long, coming. As long as it's we get coming. Freddie Mercury, that's all, yeah. that's all that I don't know if we're going to get the Voltramite War this season or next season, but I don't care. Like, the first season was amazing, so I have full faith. I'm looking forward to the second season soon. Hell yes. Cool. 
Anyway, if you guys want to uh, contact us, mm-hmm. the true and the fictional at gmail.com.com. <laughs> oh, 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 my. I'm inside. Oh, my. Um, I'll have to censor myself for once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stories underscore podcasts on Instagram. Um, if you're an author or a filmmaker or a storyteller, um, and you want to come on and have a chat. Uh, or a butcher or a baker or a candlestick maker. Candlestick maker. I really would like to have a panel of all of them. So if, if I, I actually wouldn't mind to speak to a professional candle maker, I think that'd be quite interesting. I wonder if they're still around or if it's just like kind of like one guy who kind of. I mean, the probably like the you probably watch, actually... we're going to get emails from from everyone that works at dusk now. They're going to go. <laughs> I make candles. I make hey, candles. Hey, I, to... I would love to interview a candlestick maker, then a butcher, then a baker, because I think that'd be would, very would you want... interesting. Like it to be a series, like one at a time, or would you want it a panel? Well, no, I want it to be a panel. Okay, well, there's two options. One, I want a panel of experts, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, and I just want to ask them like about like the world's problems and just see what they can come up with because I I do yeah. believe that you know these are the best people qualified to handle the world's problems. The butcher, a baker, well, candlestick maker. Well, I mean, if we get Billy Butcher from the boys, I'm sure we'll have <laughs> good answers on how to how to fix the world's problems. Well. Certainly, things will be fixed. I'm not sure if they're good, you know, <laughs> good for, the, for the for the good or bad. Hmm. But yes, a, a panel or individual, we'll see how we go. But but you're right, you're right, Jamie. I we need to get this happening. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and book writers as well. That's fine. But you know, panel of of experts. Yes. <laughs> like now, would you prefer these um, butcher baker candlestick makers to have PhDs? Have extra credits or something or just oh i mean again again i'm not an elitist <laughs> but if they have a phd in candlestick making then yes that'll just be the fucking i really hope there's a course i i, I again <laughs> i doubt it but oh, if I there know. is someone out there that has a phd in baking butchering or candlestick making i we need to speak to this person <laughs> we are putting the word out now you're right Send us an email to the true and the fictional gmail.com or a message on stories underscore podcast on Instagram. Help us find these people and uh, we'll have a wonderful Help conversation. Help us find these people so you can listen to their stories, both true and the fiction. Yes. One more happy birthday shout out to Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series. Um, thank you for being our sponsor. Thank you for your lovely message. <laughs> Thank you for still being our uh, sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Any other final thoughts, guys? No other final thoughts. No. Well, in the words that Chris likes to use every single time, we bid you adieu.